I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk, episode 30, with my guest, Jackie Holder. As you know, sometimes you come to the page and you have an idea about what you want to write. Mm -hmm. But I I had a sense of what I wanted to write. But of course, as soon as I started writing, the pen took me somewhere else. (laughs) And I, you know, and I love this because sometimes the writing has something to teach us. It's not that we have something to tell the writing. Mm. So what happened to me was I came to the page. I thought I knew the story that was going to unravel. But actually another story came up and what came up was a memory of being in primary school about age eight or nine, sitting next to my best friend in the class of my favorite teacher, where it's the English class. We're writing poems. My my friend is struggling to write her poem. I have already written two poems and probably on my third Mm. I look over at her and I say to her, you know, what's, what's the problem? She's saying that she can't find the words to write the poem. I literally give her a few seconds or minutes. I don't know how long, but it, it wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. And then I take the piece of paper and I write the poem for her. And <laughs> I hand it back to her. <laughs> so this memory comes up. I had no, I mean, I'm talking about, I'm 52 I have not remembered that, that memory for at least 40-something or so odd years. Sometimes we have to go back into those dark places to reclaim the power that we left there. Mm. And I, because when I, when I was seven, because I had this trauma in my family, of course, I don't always remember the places where I was extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that eight, nine-year-old girl in the class was clearly doing something that was helping her to keep hold herself together. So the yeah. writing was doing that. Thank you for tuning into Journal Talk, nominated the best health and fitness podcast of 2013. We're here to bring you the latest news, trends, and inspiring tips about journal writing. Our whole library of free Journal Talk episodes can be found at www.writeforlife.us. And here's our host of Journal Talk, the Dr. Phil of Journaling, Nathan Oren. Hello and welcome to Journal Talk. This episode, I'm pleased to share a conversation that I had with Jackie Holder from the UK. Jackie is many things, an executive and leadership coach, a coach supervisor and trainer, an intuitive facilitator, an interfaith minister, and a creativity expert. She's also the author of some wonderful books, including 49 Ways to Write Yourself Well. And she is a member of the International Association of the Conscious and Creative Writers. This was such a difficult episode for me to split up and choose the best segments for our podcast time together because Jackie and I covered so many wonderful topics I think I've captured the best of the best here in these four segments. Each one of these is, has some really great writing ideas, and I think you'll enjoy trying them out. You've already heard one profound story that Jackie shared in the introduction segment about how our journaling will often take us to places that we most need to remember ourselves and remember our strength. And boy, what a wonderful example she shared. In this next segment of dialogue, we get to know Jackie a little better 
and she advocates using a reflective writing practice in the workplace. In addition to all of her success as a business consultant, I'd like you to notice also the inviting, comforting presence that she brings to the conversation. Here's Jackie Holder. Welcome, Jackie, to Journal Talk. I'm so glad you're here, all the way visiting us from the UK. Oh, I'm really delighted to be here and to share in having conversations with you about journal writing and, you know, really connecting with your audience. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you for inviting me, Nathan. Yes, you bet. You're very welcome. And I'm just proud to have you here. You have such a unique gift. I've seen your book on the journaling journey. So crisp and well-written. And some of the things that you've you know, offered out to the Facebook and Twitter audience, just wonderful stuff. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you know, your business and what you do and how you coach people? Thank you. Well, I run a company called, it used to be called Life Work in Progress, but I changed it to Life is a Work in Progress. Hmm. And for me, that really resonates with just the whole process of human development. And that's really where the crux of my work is. I'm a coach and a writer. I teach people how to get unblocked and get creative either at work, in their personal lives, in their careers or on the page. I run my company, Life is a Work in Progress. And what I really offer people is a chance to use writing as a form of self-development, greater self-awareness, healing, change and transformation through Mm. journaling and reflective and therapeutic writing. On any given day... I mean, my work is very, very varied. So sometimes I'm coaching people one-to-one. That could be managers, leaders in our, in our national health service here in the UK, in further education colleges. It could be in private companies. And I'm also training up managers and leaders inside of organizations to become internal coaches. Nice. So all of that work allows me to bring in the elements of reflective and therapeutic writing and journaling because we often invite all of our coaches who go for our coach training to keep a journal because as you know and many people are aware of one of the things about being a coach is who you are is often how you coach who you are as a supervisor is how you supervise and in our very very busy lives it's so important that we have these mediums these ways these forms that we can develop ourselves and I think journal writing and therapeutic writing is one of the ways that we do that outside of that beyond that work in terms of working as a coach and a coach trainer I also teach creative writing workshops and I run writing retreats Mm. and These help people to write and express their ideas and experiences in a range of forms and mediums, both on and off the page. And Nathan, I have to tell you, that is the work I absolutely, absolutely love. If, you know, if I could describe finding my right purpose, Mm -hmm. what is my sweet spot, what is um, my true north? It is about really creating a space. And I I create very sacred spaces, even if it's a very straight, generalistic writing course. I somehow have this ability to turn the space that I walk into into a sacred container. And I think this is really important for, for nurturing people to bring what's inside of them, which is often 
the places that we might not necessarily share with other people, that we might hide from the rest of the world, to bring it from the inside and allow the pen to be that transformer, that transmute from the inside to the external on the page, emotions, feelings, stories, experiences, Mm -hmm. things that we pushed aside, really create that because a lot of my work is helping people get rid of the stuff that stops them being their best possible selves. Beautiful. Well, I can tell just from your energy, Jackie, your voice, you have a very nurturing and supportive spirit about you. And uh, I, I could just, I could tell how you would be able to induce that kind of environment in people. I, I appreciate that. Tell us a little bit about what's in your bag of accomplishments that has brought that skill. Uh, You must be a mom. (laughs) I am a mom. I have a 25-year-old daughter. Hmm. And she she was born here in the UK as I was. I was the first of six siblings born here in the UK. But my parents emigrated from the Caribbean island of Barbados. And I have two brothers that were born in the Caribbean. They came over here and joined us when I was five years old and came to mm-hmm. live in South London. My daughter, actually, she works now for Emirates Airline, and she works as cabin crew. Mm. And it's really fascinating. She travels all over the world. She tells me all about the different people that she meets, the, the good communications that she has with people, the, the when stuff goes wrong, and what it's <laughs> like working in a team. And it's just really lovely seeing her as a young woman just kind of step out there into the world. Because mm-hmm. I think when I was her age, certainly when I was 25, I had my daughter when I was 26. Mm. And I know there were lots of things that I wanted to do, but because of earlier experiences, and I, and I think this is very central to why journaling is at the center of my life. Writing and journaling was the way I helped recover from an early childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was the process of committing to a journal writing practice that helped me to find my, my voice and my mojo in life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I was, Aida, that's my daughter's name. When I was Aida's age, I wanted to go to America. I wanted to go and do something called Camp America, which is working with young people who are, you know, maybe have had lives that were very difficult and working with them. But I had a lack of confidence, a lack of belief in allowing myself to step out there and really have some adventures and go out into the unknown, really. And the page was the one place that, in a way, I could create a landscape to explore some of that territory. So Mm -hmm. what I couldn't do in reality, I was able to articulate what some of those fears and those anxieties were on the blank page. Mm. So I would say that the blank page actually became my companion and my friend. Hey, guess what? Journal Talk now has a listener participation hotline. If you have a question or a comment, you can call Journal Talk and leave a message for Nathan or any one of his guest journaling experts. Just call area code 805-751-6280 and leave a message at the tone. We'd love to hear your ideas, suggestions, or even just your voice of support. And now, back to more Journal Talk.
Welcome back to Journal Talk. I'm Nathan Oren, and my guest this week is Jackie Holder, whose accent is a clue that she's from the United Kingdom, although she does work with organizations and individuals around the globe. Now, later in the program, Jackie's going to share some simple things that you can do to spice up your journal writing, and she has a pretty interesting perspective on that age-old question about handwriting versus typing your journal. Does that ever go away? Are we ever going to get to the bottom of that one? <laughs> it seems like every time I've uh, outlined more pros and cons, and I think I'm at the, the, the end of the story on that, we get someone else that shares some really great information about that. You'll, you'll like it. But first, in this next segment of conversation, Jackie raises two extraordinary topics that could all by themselves be excellent journaling prompts. First, she discusses role models. You might want to grab your journal while you're listening to this because you're going to be tempted to start identifying your role models. Who have they been, especially in your youth, and what did you learn from them? Jackie's remarks on this subject are a reminder that acknowledging your role models can be a powerful exercise for our own growth and honoring our life's path. In the second part of this segment, Jackie relays a story about a client whom she needed to forgive, and she thought she did forgive, but in working with her coach and in her journal, Jackie realized that there was still something left behind to acknowledge before she could experience true healing. If you've ever had to forgive someone, but you felt that there was still some lingering feelings that kept you from letting go completely, then this part of the conversation will give you an excellent journaling prompt that you can start working out today. Here's more conversation with Jackie Holder. I have had a lot of role models in my life, all through from childhood. So I think one of my very first and the impact of this role model still resonates with me, vibrates in my life on a very high frequency was that primary school teacher that was my class teacher when I was writing those prolific poems, really. Her name was Mrs. Hines. Mm. She was my school teacher for about three, three or four years when I was at primary school. She was also our art teacher. She was a, a gifted artist and writer hiding out in a primary school teaching role. <laughs> um, she basically passed on her. She channeled her love of art and creativity into me. She saw something in me. I, I, I was writing about her um, recently and I thought, do you know what it was about her? Not only did she see me every day, and when I, when I say that, I mean like, you know, some people just really see you and they get you. Mm -hmm, she, mm -hmm. she, she didn't just see me once. She saw me every day. She got me every day. And, she, and that was really, really important for me because I was in a lot of deep despair and anguish about what had happened to me. So I needed some kind of light, something to hold on to. Mm -hmm. And she was one of those forces. She was just, you know, it was almost like a guardian angel was placed in, in my life. And what she, what she nurtured in me and really came to the fore was my love of books and my love of reading and my love of, of writing. Mm. And that took me quite a long way because even though I had this trauma, there were some, some magnificent things about my life. Mm -hmm. I've grown up in my family. My siblings are fabulous. They're funny. We had our trials and our tribulations, as mm -hmm. most families do. But there was also some good stuff. 
And that all was nurtured because of Mrs. Hines. Mm. So she was my first role model. And then throughout my life, I've just had, you know, lots of different people who have just been placed in the right position at the right time. Wow. And that catapulted me really into the work that I do now. Amazing. If it weren't for those role models, I probably, you know, I don't know if I would have had the wherewithal to have pushed myself as far as I, I know that other people have helped me. Yes, yes. And where I am. That's beautiful. It's a great story how, you know, these childhood experiences, you know, have shaped you. And I'm sure I know for me listening to this and I'm sure the audience, you know, uh, others out there are reflecting, you know, what what is it that made me strong? What were my, uh, you know, catapults into into what made me strong? And they they help us. Those pushes in the right direction help us later on. You wanted to share a little bit about a challenge that you faced and how you got through it. Yeah. What I'm going to talk about in terms of a challenge was something that happened to me today. I had a coaching session with my coach. Mm -hmm. Somehow we got onto a conversation which led me to tell my coach about an incident that had happened on a contract that I was working on about four years ago. Wow. The nuts and bolts of it was, without going into all the detail, was I was working on a graduate management trainee scheme for a major sector here in the UK. This particular group that I met, there was just one person in the group from the first moment I walked into the room and introduced myself to them. She just sat glaring at me with her arms folded. And whereas most people kind of would soften and kind of relax a bit, she just kind of glared at me the whole time. Ooh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So basically, we're we're working together for a year. I'm meeting them about four times a year. So um, what happened was our relationship just got worse and worse. And there was nothing I could say, nothing that I did that was ever good enough. Sometimes she would just sit and talk to her colleagues, the person sitting next to her, as I was presenting a model or a framework. Oh, no. Okay. Underhand things, you know. And then one day it came to a head. In the middle of a. I was presenting something. She was just talking to the person next to her. And I said to her something like, do you mind? Or I'm really finding this frustrating. Yes. And basically she complained about me to the commissioning organization. And basically I got pulled over the coals and I was telling my coach about it. And to my surprise today on the call, I burst into tears. Wow. I, I had not, I had not, I thought I had worked it through. I thought I had moved on from the issue. I remember journaling about it. And the reason I I think I burst into tears, the trigger for me was my coach said something to me that no one had said to me during the whole time that I went through that process. Mm -hmm. My coach simply said, that sounded really hurtful. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my, it, it, it literally, it, sat, it just kind of whizzed out through the telephone line and sat on my heart. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, that's it. Everything said and done, the bit that I still needed to release was, was that I found it hurtful. Yeah, I yeah, the pain. Painful, I found it difficult. Yeah. So what happened was when I came off of the, the coaching call, I went to my journal And I journaled about it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I wrote, 
forgiveness has so many different layers. There's always more to forgive. There's always deposits which have been left there that Uh, we still need to go back and work through. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. It's like you had gone and processed it in the moment or, you know, days later or whatever on a professional level and all of that, but you had not completely acknowledged the the emotional wound. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's absolutely key what you just said. The emotional wound. And that's what I find a lot of why I really am committed to this work is because I go into a lot of organizations where people present really a tough exterior. Mm-hmm. You know, we have managers and leaders you know, I do mediations between senior leaders and people that they're line managing, that the relationship has completely broken down. And it's because we don't get to this material. Yeah. And if people well can have that, if they know that there's a method, there's a technique that they can self-manage, they can self-coach, they can self-heal by using a journal, by engaging in a number of journaling and therapeutic writing exercises and activities, they would be able to get to some of that material so we wouldn't have so many toxic, difficult, challenging <laughs> relationships. Yes. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Journal Talk. Have you already subscribed on iTunes? You won't want to miss the next episode. Go to the iTunes store and search under Journal Talk. All one word. Click subscribe and get your Journal Talk delivered free. Thanks for subscribing. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Hello, everyone. My guest this week is Jackie Holder. And I decided, you know, since she's already an accomplished author of several books, I'm going to hold off on the usual Albert Diaz Cruz book review. Sorry, Albert. I'm going to, but but please come back next week with another great journaling book recommendation. This week, I invite the listeners to check out the titles that I've posted on the website under this blog post, www.writeforlife.us slash episode 30. There's three of them there that were written by Jackie. The first one, Soul Purpose, and the subtitle is Self-Affirming Rituals, Meditations, and Creative Exercises to Revive Your Spirit. Wow. This sounds perfect if you're looking to create a ritual of self-care and self-discovery. So many people who are stuck in their journaling, they forget that before you can write down anything valuable... You really should hold some warm and welcoming space for yourself. And this sounds like the perfect book uh, to help you get into that mentality. The second book is Be Your Own Best Life Coach, 52 Brilliant Ideas for Taking Charge of Your Life. Now, this sounds to me like a guide for realizing ambitions and shrugging off any fears that might be holding you back. And it includes some ideas for staying true to yourself, prioritizing what's really important, and reducing stress. The third book is 49 Ways to Write Yourself Well. And this is a good book for those of you who are just starting to establish a writing practice. It goes into detail about the, the powers of writing by hand and, and pen and paper. And you're going to hear a little bit about that coming up. It's a book about writing for emotional balance and using your writing to manage your difficult feelings and emotions. Jackie references a lot of popular 
therapeutic models and, and writing practices that'll stimulate your thoughts and beliefs to gain new uh, perspective. Uh, they all sound terrific to me, and remember that if you buy these books from the link on my webpage, Journal Talk gets a small percentage from Amazon.com. So thank you very much for your support. The website again is www.writeforlife.us slash episode 30. In this next segment, Jackie is sharing some simple, and I mean very simple, but they're effective ways to spice up your journaling routine. And we spend a little time talking about that ongoing debate, paper versus plastic. Which do you use when you're journaling, paper or plastic? You'll love this. I take it that you are a handwriter instead of a typer of your journal. I I am. I really advocate handwriting. I think there's something about the fact that the pen is in our hand and it's connected to the skin. The skin holds a lot of our memories. Hmm. And the the hand is attached to the arm, the arm to the shoulder, the shoulder to the neck, and it goes to the heart. And all of that, I think, is very, very important. So that's why I feel that probably I have been able to have had such a, a strong practice of journal writing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And by the way, Mrs. Hines taught me to write italic handwriting. So writing beautifully is something that I can do. Mm. And there is something for me about, there's a personality that comes through handwriting. There is emotion and energy and feeling that comes through handwriting. Mm-hmm. Even though I do an awful amount of type, I do a lot of typing through the day because I'm constantly writing articles, but I will probably do most of them handwritten first drafts mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then type those up and then edit from there. Yeah. Now, just to play devil's advocate, you know, I love what you said about the skin and the hand and it's connected to the heart. When you type, you're still using your hand and yeah. you're, still, you're still using the skin. What, do you, what would you say? That's a very good point, but there's an actually, if I think about energy around me, when I'm sitting with a notebook, the energetic field's very, very different to when I'm at my computer. Mm-hmm, For mm-hmm. example, the association, um, the kind of, if I think about free associating, and I think about all the associations that are kind of subliminally going on in my mind when I'm in front of my laptop, I'm thinking about logical, rational, need to make sense, sentence structure, all the emails that are on there, all the other files on there, there's a huge amount of energy that's pulling, taking me away from that deep reservoir of data and material that you can sit with when it's just you, the pen, the notebook, and the space that you're in. That's beautiful. I, I never heard it articulated that way before, but it's so true. When I'm in front of my laptop, I'm you know, pouring into a vessel that has all kinds of stuff in it. And most of it's related to work and projects. And, (laughs) and when I'm sitting in front of my notebook, it is completely empty. There are just blank pages. It's a great way to say it. Well, since we're on the topic of tips and takeaways, could you share with us a few of your favorite tips and tricks? What would you offer as a a good way to keep your journal writing real and and accessible and, and interesting and soulful? Oh, I love the way you put that, interesting and soulful, and to keep it going. 
I'm just going to say a couple of very simple things, Nathan, that work for me, because I, I, I recognize that actually I used to think that people, what is needed is uh, people want detail, they want, it has to be really well constructed. And what I realized is people want simplicity. Mm. You know, the idea of keeping a journal, for me, what really, really helps and what really works for me, I write in my journals in colored felt pens. And I want to tell you why I do that. Hmm. What I what I've realized is that when I used to write in my journal in black ink or blue ink, it would all blur into one. It was just a, it was almost like it was also work. Hmm. Now that I write in my journal in different colored pens, it has taken my journal writing to a whole different level and vibration. Hmm. It feels like it's special. It feels creative. When I open up my journal, I actually want to look at the page. I want to look at what I've written. It's very inviting. Yes. And that has made such a difference to me. I also write in my journal landscape because I want to do the opposite of how I write for work. Obviously, with horizontal, I think I'm right, yeah, horizontal when we're writing Mm -hmm. normally in a book. Now all of my journals are landscape. I turn them around and Uh I write that way. Wow. And, Do you use I, lined paper or unlined? So that's the, that's the third thing that's happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to thank someone for this, a brilliant um, woman. Her name's Susanna Conway. I did her one of her journal writing online courses, which is amazing. And she introduced us to, um, I, I think they're called the lectern notebooks. They're the ones that they're kind of, gone on from moleskin but they have a con they have contents pages at the front so you've got about okay. six or seven pages where you can write the contents of what's in your journal which for many of us who are using our writing for our work as well is fantastic because yes. it means you can go back through your ju- journal and find material nothing we write is ever wasted so you know i can go back to some of my journals from 2000 something and find an incident or a quote that i remember writing down wonderful find it there so now this has got contents at the front so this is fantastic so it's making my my writing life even richer because i can yes. find stuff yes and the blank pages what's interesting about it um i never used to write in um journals with blank pages because i like my writing to appear quite straight but what I've noticed is I've been much freer. Mm. There's an expansiveness that um, writing on the blank page gives me, really. Wow, that's wonderful. Thank you, Jackie. You're listening to Journal Talk with your host, Nathan Oren. Journal Talk is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you resources, information, and inspiration about all things journaling. And now, back to Journal Talk. Many thanks for listening to Journal Talk. This has been a fun interview. I have one last segment of conversation uh, with Jackie Holder to share, and she's going to talk about some news about an upcoming writing retreat that she's leading in Greece. Do we have any listeners in Greece? I think so. Please write me back if you can attend this with Jackie. I would love to hear how it goes. 
There's also some information about how to reach Jackie, and I'm going to finish up this episode with her goodbye. We'll see you again next week with another Journal Talk Q&A session. That's where Mary McCarthy and I take on another journaling question from those of you who have posted on our blog. By the way, thank you so much for the comments on the blog, on, on the website. I really love responding to all of those, and it also helps with the visibility of the website in general. So whether it's in your journal or to me, or to other people that you love, keep on writing. Talk to you soon. How can people get in touch with you? Where can people uh, contact you? Well, people can, first of all, go to my website, um, www.jackie, Holder, H-O-L-D-E-R, that's all one word, dot com. And you can go onto my um, resources page. I've got loads of free downloadable um, writing and creativity resources. Mm -hmm. I'm really into sharing resources that will stimulate and excite people about getting onto the page because what I, I really want to do is to help people bridge that gap between thinking I don't know what to write about or this is going to be hard work mm. and making it into a very soulful, live, engaging kind of process as I have experienced it over the years. Yes. Um, you can find out about the events that I'm doing on my events page. So I've got um, different workshops. I've got loads of podcasts. I'm, I'm trying to get them all onto the website, but um, I've definitely got a good few of my recent podcasts on the website as well where you can go and listen to those. Very good. And also you can follow me on Twitter. My name, Jackie, J-A-C-K-E-E Holder. It's just at Jackie Holder. And you can okay. also find me on LinkedIn. Super, super. And before we leave, did you have something you wanted to offer the, the listening audience? Yeah, I have a new online journal writing program coming up. It's called Sexy Sacred Journal Writing. Mm. And I would like to do a beta test of it so people the first 10 people to write in nathan who would like to write and just say what they would really like to like from a journal writing course i would like to invite them for free to take part in the my first um sharing of the sexy Sec sacred journal writing course for free all right excellent so the first 10 people who contact you with ideas about a journal writing course mentioning this program on journal talk get a yep. free seat in your class and it's absolutely uh, and it sounds a lot of fun say Thank it again you. sexy sexy sacred journal writing oh wow i might secretly put my own name in there oh you can come <laughs> on Nathan. <laughs> you can join absolutely you, you'll be my first person all right. Super, super. Thank you, Jackie. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, any, any other thoughts? Oh, don't forget to tell people where you're going this summer. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. I would love people to join me for my Inside Out um, Writers Retreat that I'm going to be running in Greece. It's a wonderful opportunity for you to really dive deep into your writing life, into your writing practice. I will be facilitating and guiding you through a series of um, writing exercises, you know, whether you are writing just for your own personal development, whether you want to write articles or blog posts 
or whether you just want some time out to kind of just have some a real reflective, restorative space. It's all of those things and more. I cannot mm. tell you how what magic happens in these retreats, both mm. on the page and off the page. It's happening from June the 27th to July the 4th. If you go to my website, if you click onto the events page, you click on there, all the information is there in terms of booking the price. It's very well priced. And I would love people to join me. That sounds great. That's not if I were going to be. And, you know, there are probably some listeners of this program who live in Greece. What part of Greece are you going to be? I knew you were going to ask me that, Nathan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's called Kalikos. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it okay. correctly. It's all it's on the website. Yeah, it's all on the website, and it's a very, very beautiful spot. All right. All right. Super. Jackie, thanks so much for your time and for sharing uh, your wisdom and, and sense of spirituality. I love what you bring, and uh, I wish you good luck, and let's stay in touch. I look forward to that, Nathan, and thank you for such a soulful conversation today. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, an online resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk and for voting that this is the best health and fitness podcast 2013.